Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry presents Lessons from the School of Suffering. A young priest with cancer teaches us how to live. Written by Father Jim Willig with Tammy Bundy. Father Jim Willig courageously began to record this audiobook, but when the demands of cancer overwhelmed his strength, he asked his friend, Brian Patrick, to complete the reading. Brian touches our hearts as he finishes chapter one and continues reading this extraordinary journey of prayer. Chapter four, prayer in school. Jesus said, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who searches finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Him? Luke 11, verses 9 through 13. Prayer in the school of suffering is not only allowed, it is absolutely required. Without a doubt, prayer has been my greatest source of strength in times of my greatest weakness. It has been my foremost source of consolation in times of desolation. It has given me more relief than most medicines I have taken. Prayer definitely has a healing effect. None of us will ever realize the tremendous importance and significance of prayer. Prayer changes everything because of its power to transform us. Very early in my cancer treatment, the Lord taught me that the greatest prayer is the Eucharist. The Lord made me understand that my mind, my body, and my spirit need constant daily nourishment. It was here at the table of the Lord that he also taught me the finest food for my soul and the strongest medicine for my spirit is the Eucharist. It is in the gift of communion that Christ himself comes to us. For this reason, understanding my great need for Christ, I made a promise to the Lord that every day I would celebrate the Eucharist no matter how weak or sick I would feel. And every day when I receive Jesus at communion, I always pray, Jesus, may your body heal my body of any physical cancer or spiritual cancer, sin, that I may be one in you. It is then that I always feel so blessed. But I cannot say that prayer is always easy, nor does it always feel good. Just as it has been a source of consolation in times of desolation, sometimes it seems like a source of frustration in times of desperation. Often, when we need to pray the hardest, it becomes the hardest time to pray. I admit that I have followed a daily discipline and devotion of prayer for virtually all my life. I believe I have, indeed, grown and matured in various methods and ways of prayer over these years. And yet, when I entered the school of suffering, I felt like a beginner again. I felt like I was starting in the preschool prayer program, learning a new way to pray. Before my cancer, I had already developed a habit of praying from the heart. In this way, I would converse honestly and openly with the Lord about anything and everything in life. 
for the most part, I enjoyed prayer and tried to adhere to the practice of a daily holy hour of prayer with the Lord. During this time, I would share with my God whatever was on my mind or in my heart. After I was through talking, I would try to take time to listen to the Lord speaking to me in the silence of my heart, in the words of Scripture, and in my reflection of the events of my life. In this way, I felt I was not just saying prayers, but I was allowing the prayer to arise from deep within me. But upon entering the school of suffering, I learned that this former way of prayer was not adequate. It didn't take long for me to understand that I was being invited to relate to the Lord at a deeper level, where I had not yet developed that more intimate way of communicating with Him. At this deeper level of prayer, the Lord taught me some elementary yet profound lessons on prayer. Just as Jesus taught His disciples to pray, Our Father, He taught me to pray more simply and confidently as His child. The Lord has taught me that just as a young child will ask his or her parents for something, the parents out of love will always listen and respond. That response, however, will not always be yes, if that is not the wise and loving thing to do. The young child is quite confident that he knows what is best for him, just as we often think that we know what is best for us. But it would be a fundamental mistake for us to assume that we know what is best for us when we pray. For just as no two-year-old child knows what is best, we cannot know what is best. How many times will a loving parent say no to a child because it is the loving and right thing to do at that time? Or how many times will the parent respond, not now or not this, but nevertheless, the parent does listen and respond in some way? When we don't get what we're praying for, however, we are tempted to say that God doesn't answer our prayer. But in these latest lessons of life, I have sensed that the Lord is teaching me to be a better listener in prayer. It is a mistake to assume that God doesn't answer simply because it is not the answer we wanted. God always answers each and every prayer. Sometimes, however, we're just not listening. Imagine that a patient goes to the doctor. After explaining what is hurting, the patient then gets up and leaves before the doctor has had a chance to even respond at all. When the patient gets home, she will say, Hey, that doctor didn't help me at all. Or what if that same patient stayed for the doctor's diagnosis and received advice and medicine from the doctor? When she got home, she didn't take the advice or medication. Still, she complains that the doctor is no good. How many times do we say our prayers and then leave without giving the Lord a chance to respond to us? And God, the divine physician most likely is saying, Hey, wait a minute. Come back here. We haven't even begun to talk yet. Prayer is a conversation, a dialogue. Yet, how often have we said our prayers, but didn't take time to listen? Like the patient who didn't take the doctor's advice, how many times have we felt that we know what God wants us to do, but we didn't take that advice either? Maybe God is telling us to go to church more read the Bible more, do volunteer work, turn off the TV. But we ignore those thoughts because it is easier for us to think that God simply is not answering at all. But God always answers. The sad thing is, God gets blamed for an awful lot. And the truth is, we need to take responsibility. Staying with that example of a doctor and a patient, 
Think about how a doctor diagnoses you. 90% of the time, a patient will talk about the symptoms. But the doctor knows that to truly help you, he needs to get to the root of the problem. That is step one in the healing process. So the doctor orders many, many tests. Only this way can he get to the root of the problem. And so it is with God in prayer. I believe that most of the time when we go to God in prayer, it is to discuss our symptoms. We say, I get so upset, my husband, wife, boss, kids, drive me crazy. This makes me so mad. My life is so hard. God says, well, let's talk about it. Let's look into it. This is where God helps us through the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit gives us insight, sight within. Sometimes God will want to do radical treatment, getting to the root of the problem. Most people, however, just want to talk about the symptoms. But God is at such a deeper level. We may think that God is not with us, but the fact is, we are not there with God. God is always with us, and God is always listening. Of course, as the loving parent, God answers our plea perhaps with, not now or not this. And just as a child constantly lets his parents know what his needs are, so too must we keep bringing before the Lord our deepest desires and needs. We must learn from a child in order to pray with their complete childlike candor and innocence, fully expressing to the Lord what is in our hearts. However, we must not pray childishly, throwing a tantrum when it appears we do not get what we want. Sometimes, when we don't get what we want, we assume God doesn't care. There's a great story about a man who came to God complaining. He said, Lord, why don't you take care of the hungry in this city? It is such a problem. And this man was wise enough to hear God respond. That's exactly my question for you. What I have learned is that very few people have developed the discipline and the capacity of praying deeply. This has to do with the problem communicating. I have a hunch that the majority of all conversation that takes place in a family is about day-to-day -day practical things. Honey, did you take out the trash? Remember the soccer game is at six tonight. Your mother called. These are basic logistics of life. But how often do we, not just couples, but all of us, ever say, tell me what's going on? Not your agenda, but what is really going on deep in you? How often does that happen? Not very often. If this is how we communicate with one another, do you think we communicate any differently with God? We must learn to pray deeply. The Lord has taught me that prayer makes an unbelievable difference. Just as a parent will sometimes do something for a child simply because the child asks, so too will the Lord respond to us because we have come before him with our needs and are open to his help. When I was a little boy, we didn't get an allowance, so I didn't really have any money. I was actually a rather religious kid. I know that may not surprise many people. So when we would go to church, I always wanted to light a prayer candle but I couldn't afford to because I didn't have the dime that it would cost back then. So I would instead light the candle for just a second, saying a quick prayer, then I would blow it out, thinking that maybe I would get just a little credit for lighting the candle. This worked for a while until the priest one day said, Who was the one lighting all these candles and not paying for them? It occurs to me that this is how we sometimes go about our prayers. We hardly get started, then we blow it. 
Like any parent who gets frustrated with their children because they don't listen, the Lord must get frustrated with us. That's why it is vital to bring all our cares to the Lord who cares for us. But we must be humble with childlike acceptance in praying first and foremost that what God knows to be best will be done. To pray otherwise would be foolish. For sometimes the worst thing that could happen to us would be to get what we ask for. To forget that would be to act like a spoiled child. That is why when Jesus taught his disciples to pray, he taught them to pray first as a child to a father. And secondly, he taught them to pray, Thy will be done, before they ever asked for their daily bread. Jesus not only told us to pray this way, he also showed us how to pray by being the best example of perfect prayer. In his darkest hour, in the Garden of Gethsemane, at the time of his worst suffering, Jesus prayed as a son to his Father in heaven. He honestly prayed that if it could be possible, that this cup of suffering would pass him by. In other words, Jesus asked his Father for exactly what he felt and truly what he wanted, which was, don't let me suffer anymore. But in the same breath, in the same sentence, he also prayed, Father, not my will, but your will be done. This model of prayer became for me an icon of how I am learning to pray in my own hour of agony in the school of suffering. Coincidentally, or as I like to say now, there are no coincidences but God incidences. During the suffering in my life, someone gave me a beautiful picture of Jesus praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. I often find myself praying before that image. It has led me into praying from a level that is much deeper than praying from my heart. It has helped me learn to pray from my innermost soul. Like Jesus in the garden, sometimes my deepest prayers express themselves in tears. These tears have expressed far more than mere words could ever communicate. They express my fears, my hurts, and my longings from a place deep within me I had rarely entered before. It is there I learned that I am like a two-year-old child who doesn't have any idea what is truly best. I simply know I need help. I need to be loved. I need to be saved. The depths of these feelings were never previously given a voice in my more adult prayers. It is during the depths of these prayers when I sense the Lord holding me and helping me and responding to me, often without ever answering any of my questions. It is at this precious place of prayer that I have been learning about a healing that is far deeper than I had been previously praying for. It is here in the depths of prayer where my Heavenly Father has taught this little child how to care for his soul. And my soul senses that blessed assurance that there is only one thing necessary, and that is that I remain one with the Lord in love. All the other anxieties that fill my mind and heart matter little as long as I remain one with him in love. The difficulty, of course, is that I do not remain in those precious moments of deep prayer. Too many times I find myself anxiously concerned about so many things that I find it hard to be at peace. I keep sensing that I am being called, as we are all called, to sit at the feet of the Master. This is where I am reminded again that only one thing is necessary and I can then find, once more, my only true peace. In those true moments of peace, 
I can honestly say it matters little to me whether I suffer much or live a long or short life. All that matters is that I remain one with Jesus. The Lord is teaching me in the school of suffering how to live in His presence continually. I assure you, I have never spent much time in this classroom before, but it is the greatest place of peace. Lessons Prayer is our greatest help in times of our greatest need. God always responds to our prayers, although it may not be the answer we want. Prayer does not force the hand of God to act in our favor, but it should open us up to God's will. We bring our needs to God, but ask for God's will to be done. Jesus taught his disciples to pray as a child to God the Father, and so too should we. Assignment Pray, Lord, teach me how to pray, even as you taught your disciples to pray. Pray, take time to share with God whatever is on your mind and in your heart. Pray, take time to listen to God's response. Pray, especially when you receive Jesus in the Eucharist. Prayer our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Heart to Heart welcomes you back next week for another inspiring chapter from Lessons from the School of Suffering. If you are interested in purchasing a copy of the full recording of this audiobook, either on CDs or through digital download, or a print copy of the book, or other resources available through Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry, please visit our website, www.htoh.us. There, you can sign up to receive more inspiring content delivered to your inbox. Or call us toll-free at 1-877-208-4875 with any prayer requests you have or other help you may need. And please, as always, keep us in your prayers as well. Donations of any size are also greatly appreciated to help support this ministry. This audio recording is copyrighted 2023 by Heart to Heart Catholic Media Ministry. Thank you for listening, and may God bless your heart and the hearts of all of your loved ones.